Hello, Invitation Podcast listeners. There's so many good things to give thanks for. So many good things have come together in the last six months. So thanks, thanks, thanks to those of you who have been praying and financially supporting the Kickstarter. We exceeded our goal and put together $30,000. And so now we are having to slow things down and to figure out how to use these funds well. And that means that I'm recovering from that big fundraising push and putting lots of my energy now into the new brick and mortar space where I'll be practicing spiritual direction here in Holland. And that will also be the space where I produce the podcast as well. So thanks again for your patience. There's a lot of good podcast material in the works for you. This episode here is one of these new collaborations. This episode here is a new collaboration with The Awakening. But before I get started with that, I want to plug yet another new collaboration with the Dominican Center at Marywood in Grand Rapids. On January 23, from 6.30 to 8.30, I will be facilitating a public spiritual conversation with Ruth Haley Barton, and you're invited. This conversation will be co-released by the Invitation and Dominican Center, and we hope that this will become the first in a series of similar events with authors, teachers, and practitioners that can help us along the way. And also another note for the third annual Pastors Contemplative Prayer Retreat, that's February 11th and 12th at Camp Geneva here in Holland, Michigan. If you are in any kind of church leadership, even if you're a lay leader who can get time off work, this is a 30-hour guided silent retreat. This year, we'll be looking at what Father Thomas Keating names as our three programs for happiness and what the Enneagram similarly calls our three core intelligence centers. Links to more information and registration for both of these events is in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you at each of these. Peace, peace. Hi, this is Josh, and you're listening to The Invitation. On my bookshelf, I have found some books on the challenges of youth ministry, but I haven't found much that simply celebrates what a teenager is as a spiritual being. What is the goodness, the freedoms and joys of a human being who is somewhere between the ages of 12 and 20 years old? And what does a high school student have to teach me, to teach us? You're listening here to the worship of a room full of teens who have been a part of the Awakening. That's a week-long summer worship and arts gathering for high school students at Hope College in Holland, Michigan. And this episode is the introduction to a new series of collaborations between the Invitation and the Awakening, where I serve as Director of Discipleship. That's just one of the several arenas that I serve in spiritual formation.
My goal in this series is to offer you a set of meditations on the unique advantages teenagers have in pursuing God, and then to prayerfully consider what does that goodness have to teach the rest of us. I'm offering this in-depth look at youth spirituality to you, the teenager, to you, the youth worker, pastor, or even parent. And I recognize this is somewhat ambitious, ambitious to avoid the default mode of creating one kind of youth-oriented podcast and then another one for adults. So if you are a regular Invitation Podcast listener, please stay tuned in here. I hope this series can allow all of us to taste and see the goodness of the Lord in a 16-year-old. And this has been a learning curve for me, too. I've been focusing on inviting adults into deeper prayer. I offer resources of spiritual direction in a prison. I taught middle school and high school many moons ago. I thought I was done engaging the 12 to 20-year-old human beings. Is this a new thought for some of you? I have a special gift as a 14, 16, 18-year-old. Anybody getting scared? Yeah? Talk to me about uh, that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, adults can very much look at you <laughs> um, like you're crazy. Yeah? And now after praying with the students of Awakening, Surprise, surprise, I'm discovering that some high school students are as open to God as some prisoners. So what is the gift of a teen? What does a 16-year-old have to teach us about pursuing God? The practice of spiritual direction is a practice of listening. So in this series of collaborations with The Awakening, we're going to be listening waiting, looking to hear, taste, and see where the Holy Spirit will continue to surprise us. I've been surprised to find God so vibrantly in a prison, and now also I've been delightfully surprised to find God so tangibly in the awakening students. This might be a stretch for you to easily imagine and discern with me, yet here it goes, what is the similarity between a high school student and a prisoner? Is it possible for me to say, to suggest, that I've witnessed the movements of the Holy Spirit more clearly in a prison and among a group of teenagers than in most other places that I go in this world? At a recent gathering with the Awakening students last November, I asked them this question. What do you guys think is the gift that you have to offer when you're talking about talking to adults? What is it that you taste and see right now that maybe we have grown blinded to, that we have forgotten? What can you teach us and show us? Vulnerability. 
So right off the top here, as an introduction to this new series of collaborations with The Awakening, my discernment is that the prisoners and The Awakening teens that I pray with, they are similar in the way that they are hungry, vulnerable, and open to God in ways that most adults, indeed most of the church, is not. We don't understand the people that are older than us, so for us, it's hard to then, we can show our excitement, but then they're not excited with us, and that's hard for us because then we're like, oh, they're not excited about it, and then sometimes we close off. (laughs) Warm hearts. I feel like lots of adults, um, their hearts have grown cold over the years, and they um, don't really let people in. So what can a teenager teach adults? For this student, a warm heart is practiced if and when I am open to letting other people inside. So let's sit with this discernment. A vulnerable, warm, and open heart? When and how have you had this kind of inner posture? When have you experienced warmth, openness, and vulnerability? How about today, right now? Are you warm-hearted, open-hearted? Are you able to let others inside? How does that happen for you? Who do you experience that with? When does that happen? And to go deeper with that question and spiritual direction, how are you able to let God in? How warm is your heart toward God? This is the vocabulary of spiritual formation that these students seem to speak so naturally. I can imagine a note passed to me in class back in high school. Maybe today it would be a text between classes. Either way, the message might read something like, What's up? Or, What's going on? Or, How are you? What are you doing? In these questions, the high school student is asking an immediate question, looking for a sincere response. What's happening inside of you? What's shaping your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions? What is it that you want to spend your time with? This is essentially the question, what is forming you. 
What occupies you? What occupies your time? What allows you to stay warm, open, and vulnerable? Or what is keeping you cold, closed, and hard-hearted? This student goes on to describe his discernment of why adults stay closed. their friend groups are really small but with kids you have plenty of people to talk to like going to a school you have plenty of people to talk to and you can invite anyone and everyone because kids have a lot of free time <laughs> so <laughs> like so there's an eagerness and openness yeah. a willingness whereas maybe adults have gotten too busy mm-hmm. Here we return to the theme of the Invitation Podcast's first episode, long-form retreat number one, which you can find on our website or on most of the sources where you listen to your podcasts. In that first retreat, we spend time responding to Dallas Willard's words of wisdom to John Ortberg, the younger pastor and author, asks Willard, the distinguished philosopher and older, wiser author, Ortberg asks, What do I need to do to be spiritually healthy? And Dallas Willard responds, You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And after a long pause, Ortberg responds, Okay, I've written that one down. That's a good one. Now what else is there? And after another long pause, Willard responds, There is nothing else, he said. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Dallas Willard's insight is profound, well, and good, but this idea was already hinted at by this awakening student. It's a question of creating time and space for God. So why am I attracted to God inside these high school students from the awakening? The students in this particular group are acknowledging their need for more time and space for God. These students are looking for more ways to sincerely open themselves to what and who God can be for them today, right now, with the life they currently have been given. Do not let anybody look down on you because of your age or because you're young. The Lord has been really guiding me to a lot of those times in the Bible where he's called out young people. For the past three years that I've been part of Awakening, I've felt more and more stirred to step out in faith now. And Father, I ask that starting now, that you would give us all your power, your, your courage, your strength. There have been some hard things that have gone on since uh, awakening through school and whatnot, some deaths in the family and whatnot. And after awakening, I kind of figured out how the Holy Spirit gives us joy throughout 
life. I was able to book personally too because I like pushed myself to do devotions every morning when I was in Guatemala. And I actually went up on a roof every morning. This group of people here isn't a group of people that we find everywhere. Like when we go to schools, when we go to our communities, we don't find this group of people. You're listening here to the witness of students who are open to more Jesus. And listen to the fruit of this openness from one student's experience of his peers. Last year before I did Awakening, I kind of felt like I was, we do chapel at school. And so I had the opportunity to do it, but I didn't because I felt like I wouldn't be heard or I wouldn't do it right. And then I went to Awakening and like these group of people, like they opened me up and I feel a lot more confident. So this year I am leading it. And it's led to a lot of good conversations. So he had been closed and leery of risking with his gifts. It wasn't my teaching during that week, and it wasn't the preaching either. He doesn't name a workshop the Awakening hosted, and he doesn't even point to the worship we engaged each day. What opened this student was the presence, the warmth, the openness and vulnerability of the other high school students he spent the week with. So this is our starting point and the thesis for this series of collaborations between the invitation and the awakening. This is our big idea. The gift high school students have to offer us, the lesson they can teach us, is a vulnerability that opens us up to each other and the goodness of God inside of us. Thank you for listening and participating in this episode. I'm eager to have you on this journey ahead. I'm excited to see where these collaborations with The Awakening will take us. And if you are a high school student or if you know someone who may be interested, The Awakening accepts students who are going into grades 9 through 12. And during this week in June, students have a chance to develop their skills and grow in passion about the worship arts. And I have put a link in the show notes to this episode that will take you directly to the Awakening website where you can watch some videos and learn more about the experience. And where are we headed with these collaborations? I'll be drawing more on the voices of the Awakening students. And I'll be bringing in adults, some parents, youth leaders, as well as some authors who've been thinking about teen spirituality much longer than I have. These awakening collaborations will be spread out over the next year as the invitation continues with its regular offerings of guided prayers, 
meditations and spiritual conversations. We are working on a new long-form meditation by Sharon Garlow-Brown, a discussion with Renovare's Lacey Finn Borgo on the practice and spiritual help of chanting the Psalms. And I'll be offering my own guided meditations, of course, as well as talks with author, teacher, and practitioner Evan Howard, the artist Makoto Fujimura, and the poet Scott Cairns. We appreciate your prayers as the invitation continues to grow into a nonprofit. If you haven't subscribed yet to the invitation, please do so by looking for the subscribe button on our website at invitationpodcast.org. And of course, your financial support is of great value to us as well. There is a donation button on the website where you can offer a one-time gift. Or if you're a regular listener and if you look forward to the spiritual help the invitation offers you with each episode, please consider setting up a recurring donation. And that can be done on that donation page on our website as well. But truly, honestly, sincerely, the greatest gift you can offer back to the invitation is sharing this podcast with your people, with anyone you know who is looking for ways to create time and space for God. Please don't be shy and drop me a note to say hello. You can write me at josh at invitationpodcast.org. It is an honor and a delight to serve you through the gift of spiritual direction. So until next time, know that the Lord desires to set the godly aside for himself. He desires more of your love and attention, and he is inviting you deeper into his love and life. Amen. Amen.